Welcome to the No Scene Podcast. I'm Matt Crane. I'm Tyler Sharp. And every week we chronicle the biggest news in the music scene. Find more episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, where you should please rate and review us. Email us at notescene at gmail.com. Big news this week from Panic at the Disco. But first, we're going to talk about the winners and losers from day one of the final Vans Warped Tour. Let's go. back from vacation how's dude, it feel tyler dude it's summer man dude you know i think next time we should probably tell the listeners first <laughs> on vacation it was a bit of an extended one we need yeah it. you know tyler and I, we gotta go hide out in the islands every now and then you know down in the caribbean right. we make enemies so we gotta, gotta just disappear sometimes gotta go off the grid every once in a while yeah, we'll let you know that. next time <laughs> did you see did you see the food fighters play on uh late night with Corden? I didn't, but I saw a lot of headlines about it. How was it? Um, I just, you know, they played the best of you, which win, right? Mm-hmm. And um, or the best of me. What, what I forgot. No, that's a starting line song. The best of you. <laughs> we, you can tell what podcast we're on. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Excuse myself. Excuse myself. Um. Anyways, I just seeing Dave Grohl just kill it. And, you know, the dude's pushing 50. It really pissed me off because all these fucking scene bands that go up there and just blow it, <laughs> no. you know, and just give these slick follow boy to Paris to who, you know, you know what I mean? Every time we're like, we talk about these late night stories and we're like, right. oh, how this band do on Kimmel? How this band do on, you know, Colbert? And every time we're like, eh, you know, we're like kind of boring. Mm-hmm. There's just no excuse. Like, like, you know, these bands like Neck Deep, you should fucking go up there and just slaughter it. Like. Right. Paris, you should be up there slaughtering. If Dave Grohl's pushing 50 and he can go up there and just kill it every time, I, it just blows my mind that, you know, so many bands from this scene have, like, I don't want to say wasted, but didn't take full advantage of the opportunity to be on TV in front of 3 million, you know, Absolutely active Absolutely not. Dude, does, is Dave Grohl aging? I don't think he's uh, aging. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I mean, he's definitely got the Botox going on. You can, right. You can, sure. His face right. is, like, it, it looks nice, but a little puffy, For you know, sure. from all those Botox sure. injections. For yeah, he sure. looks young. Mm-hmm. Good hair dye, you know? Totally, totally, uh, yeah, no gray I mean, in there. He's in shape. He's a monster on, you know, he's 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 always drumming. He never stops, you mm-hmm. know? That's got to mm-hmm. be a good one. Shouts to Dave, man. Yeah, um, okay, um, so interesting this week. Okay, so two weeks ago, 30 Seconds to Mars, Shouts to the Boys, got the number one single at Alt Radio, Dangerous Night, which has been, I mean, was that a year ago we first... <laughs> That song I'm just feels like a different had, lifetime when that thing I came had out. I had my little like melt, love meltdown over it and how much I loved it. But and um I was I was definitely I think I was like a seven yeah, and a half out of a close yeah, eight. So you were on board. Yeah. And you were like at Micro and Micro. And um Dude, it went. Yeah, so it got to number one. That's really cool. And then this week, Panic of the Disco fucking knocked them out of the number one slot. And now Panic, um, what is that song called? Say Amen. Not per- Say Amen. Knocked them out for number one. And that's crazy. We just had two scene bands, uh, you know, take the number one spots at Alternative Rock Radio. And I mean, for Panic, it was prime time because, like, he had number one when the album mm-hmm. dropped. Album right. release week, number one on alt radio. Right. You can't plan that shit, man. Like no, you can't yeah, plan you, it any better. 
can. It's almost a little suspect, but you know, <laughs> I don't know, you man. Really we watched that song climb like fro- from the bottom, from the bottom. Did, it did the legwork. I, I gotta say, I hear a lot more Thirty Seconds to Mars on the do radio you? than I do Panic. Okay, I don't. You know, like they're still playing Walk on Water a lot. Like th- I mean, Thirty Seconds dude, have just been shouts, man. Just yeah. always out there. And now yeah. they're a duo. I mean, yeah. we got, we got to start calling them the Cred Chain Smokers, man. <laughs> but it, you know, it's like we only get so much goddamn you know success for our scene bands. Panic and Thirty. Like, can dude. you guys space this one out? You know, did you, did you, knock, <laughs> no, did you need to it, knock each other off the charts? No, man. It's all or nothing here. We got to take what we can get. Quick little uh, shout out to Vinnie Paul of Pantera and um hell yeah who died absolutely um, just want to say rest in peace and rest in peace man send our condolences to his family friends bandmates and fans total legend total, i mean just total fixture in that you know rock metal scene for mm-hmm. sure i'm um, sorry we're going to skip over listener questions this week because we have so much to talk about with warp tour <laughs> but we promise so we got all your questions queued up we're going to get to all of them this year um mm-hmm. so feel free keep sending them in to seeing mm-hmm. but tyler sharp it's time for the big show man dude warp tour man this is the last time we get to dude, do this it's fucking warp tour are you ready dude hell yeah it's summer right. it's warp tour man the vans warp tour kicked off day one in pomona California. This is the first, I'm sorry, the last first day of Warp Tour, mm-hmm. as everyone's been calling it, the last first day. So they brought back the live stream. Good move. Right? Shouts, shouts. Seriously. And it and looks like they put some money into it. Dude, like it, it was really good. well put together. The sound sounded great. They had so many different camera angles. They really went all out this year. No, it looked really good. And um, that was one of the surprising things to me. It felt like kind of the glory days watching this live right? stream. Mm-hmm. Like it, it looked like it mattered. It looked mm-hmm. really important. And, you know, Pomona Warped, like, seeing it on this live stream, it almost looked like Warped could be a thing again. Dude. Like, this thing could keep going. Like, you almost got that kind of vibe. It looked so nice. I know. So I was going to do my overall comments after. But, I mean, the Venture, I don't have numbers for the um, yeah. Pomona date because I'm it didn't sell out in advance. I'm not sure if it sold out day of. But the Ventura date sold out 17,000 tickets um mountain view i have old numbers from past years that says mountain view is a 2300 cap i don't know what the cap was this year but that sold out as well like that's gotta be people are going dude people are going man oh yeah no i was that that was my next question i was gonna ask you because i knew you had some info if it had sold out or not because it looked certainly looked like it sold out i mean dude the crowd people were there man dude this is the first time in a long time it it, it looked like a real main stage show when you looked at the main stage Mm -hmm. you're like that's a fucking main stage crowd from Mm -hmm. like you know 08 or earlier like absolutely we're getting back into glory days territory so it's nice to see i know it it is pomona so that's always a big date for them Mm -hmm. but still it, it it looked really good and you know coming off 2017 which was such a shit show Ooh. i mean easily Ooh. that's got to go down as the worst warp tour ever right i mean, I mean I, that has to be the lowest one since i no mean one before was, it was a tour it was it was half empty no the band the the lineup was terrible Dude. i mean the all the throwback punk bands it was just i'll never forget and i love 
I love that Jewel Vera record. I'm a big yeah. fan, but I'll never forget walking in front of their stage while they were playing on a main yeah. stage, and there were only one line of kids all up against the barrier, and that was it. The, now, there now, was maybe like 15 people watching the main you, stage. It, I'll never get that image out of my head. Oh my god, terrible! Like just that garbage. Like you, you know, just that garbage of bands like them getting put on the main stage. And you contrast that with this year where you see a main stage and it looks like it looks so healthy. MC, it looks like MCRO five. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, yep. Did you see the big, bright red Roadrunner Records tent by the main stage? Oh, is that what that was? I kept getting a glimpse of a big yeah. red tent, but I couldn't I didn't know if that was. Like I a just thought it was funny because like, you know, big radio rock label and they're so there kind of like. Hey man, this thing's over. Come over here. We got some some radio rock stuff for you. Right, kids want, dude. Kids want to come. We got the sure. fever. You who know, do they, do they have anyone on the tour? I don't. I don't know. I just know that they were there. I think. I swear to God, I think they were just there to like steal. Holy you know, shit! That's so kids. funny. That's hilarious. Okay. So you know, we all watch the live stream, which is really fun. So we're gonna go through the main stage lineup, um, everyone who played the live stream, and pick our winners and losers for the day and kind of talk about each little performance. Um, sound good? Cool. Sounds good, man. Let's roll. All right, we'll go in order. So Issues kicked off the day. This is the main stage. Uh, you know, I thought they had a good early crowd. Um, right? Oh, yeah, like I was, it was packed. People were jumping. Opening with Hooligans. Not a bad way to kick off Warp Tour. Never, man. Never. That song's such a summer jam. I remember that the, they dropped that as a Lucy, like it was never on an Issues album. It's just like it was the perfect song to skate to in high school. But, um, dude, Tyler rocking the crop top, man. I love it. You love it? Dude, he was killing it up there, man. Uh, I I don't know, man. I, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, the, the, the outfit. It, it, you know, overall, I did. I thought this was a good issues performance, but the outfit was kind of ruining it for me a little bit. Dude, come on, he was the getting crop. When did the crop top become the thing? Like, am I just old now? Let's just do it, man. I just love how he's doing. I don't think it is a thing. He's just doing it. I just, um, I didn't think he, he looked particularly in shape enough to be wearing it. Oh god. You know I, mean? I mean, not to be too mean, but I mean, come on. I mean, I don't know. He looked like he was digging it. I mean, he was digging it, but, you know, I don't know. Was everybody else digging it? Come on, man. So on. was this Issue's first show without Michael Bone? Um, I want to say yes. And interestingly, so AJ's doing all their screams now. Mm -hmm. And he sounds pretty dead on. I, I um, feel like he nailed it. Yeah, he definitely nailed it. But also... If you paid attention, they have Michael Bone backing screams as well. The backtracks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just Bone about just, to bring that up. You don't usually see backtracks screaming. I mean, you do sometimes, but it was just weird. Like, you already have AJ. He's doing such a good job. Why have Michael Bone backing tracks going off, you know, for screams? Uh, he just wasn't confident enough to be able to hold the whole set. I don't uh, know. He's doing a damn good job, man. I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, doing like, that much screaming and, you know, guitar bass playing, work or whatever right. he plays. When you're not used stuff. to it. Yeah. For sure. But he was he was on point. I mean, like, Michael was a one-tone guy. He had one yeah. one level yeah. of scream that was kind of a one-dimensional vocalist. But, yeah. I mean, AJ took that and he ran with it. So, and... I was never the biggest fan of Michael's screams, and I feel yeah. like AJ's almost have like a 2000s post hardcore kind of edge more to that, them. Like that, that yeah, pop. a yep. little bit more of that screamo pop. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. But so um, I dig that. Yeah, but um, you know, I just I thought Michael fit. I, I know he wasn't the most, you know, he's kind of one dimensional, like you say, but I just thought he was a good fit for issues. 
it was a good contrast with Tyler's voice, I thought. Yeah, um, I mean, they were a great duo. Seeing this set reminded me a lot of how much I loved those self-titled songs. Dude, how great that. That is two self-titled man. record. Oh. Yeah, that... You know, the scene started going downhill, what, like 2016, like right. 2015, real hard. But before that, we got that Issues record. That was one of, like, the last really good things. Turntable like post-hardcore, man. And it sold, what did it say? It sold, like, 18,000 first It was week, almost right? 20. It, yeah. it was around. It was for a debut album. That's fucking ridiculous, man. Was like, that band was about to be a thing. And then, yeah. you know, we know what happened after that. But, right. But dude, so they played no, uh, no Stingray Affliction. They didn't play that. I was a little uh, disappointed. Right. But they did play an old school medley, man. We got King of Amarillo. When did? Right? When was the last time they played that? Yeah, man. I know. A fucking um, minute ago. And people it, were shouting it in the crowd too. They wanted to. Oh, they wanted dude, that pit so. opened up so much as soon as they jumped into that. That's what um, everyone's waiting for. And they also played the worst of them, which is which was my favorite issue song for for a really long time. It was off the very first EP. I thought it was a perfect post hardcore song. Okay. Um so close they closed with uh, so mad at myself, which I've always loved that song, but weird closer, I think, for them. You know, mm. the all clean vocal thing. Is that really like one of their biggest hits? I feel like it's kind of that song so did they release a music video for that song i can't remember yes, if they did okay they did, they did. so where tyler's like sitting in a chair right 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 okay the band never it issues did push that as a single but it's never felt like a single to me you know but i think it's a strong fan favorite and it really that song encapsulates the self-titled era very yeah, well I, well it was one of my favorites off the record and you know it um it was like that their pop moment kind of you know it showed totally. kind of issues could be something mm-hmm. else but i just i i don't know that that's your closer you know what i'm saying like, i mean I don't I, know. yeah i feel I, I i totally see where you're coming your from but i be. i do get where why they did it yeah it was just cool to see them play old shit man like okay <laughs> and i'm surprised uh, they didn't play a new song that's one yeah. thing i was surprised for because yeah, that record be good that record's been she's been bubbling for a while Right. Okay. So issues. I'm gonna say winner. I totally agree. I'm gonna give man. Them a win. Came out you swinging. Win. They kicked right. the day off well. All right. Two wins. to Issues. All right. Next band that played. Uh, movements. I don't give a shit. Do you give a shit? <laughs> I'm ready to skip this one. Oh no. How much of the set did you actually watch? Uh, I watched a lot of it, and um, I was bored to death. Dude, it is so crazy to see Warp Tour in a position to put this band this small on the main stage. Like, this album, their newest album, sold 3,900 first week. And did you see yep. their fucking crowd, man? Like, that thing yeah. was pretty decent size. And when <laughs> I love how many how... of those kids, though, were waiting for the next band? Right. And I love how when... A ton of bands uh, on that first day asked the crowd who's seeing us for the first time. And it was usually always bigger than the people who had who'd seen them before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's these people are there because it's the final Warp Tour, not right. necessarily because they're seeing their favorite band. Right. So, yeah, so uh, I didn't get much out of this set. Yeah, I mean, Movements is just, it's not for me, and I don't no. think it's for the masses either. I don't think Movements are for anyone, to be honest. I and mean, they got uh, like, fans, man. Like, they got fans. <laughs> I feel like movements are the new some, citizen. They have some fans. Like, the new citizen. All right, so they're gonna have like a three-year career and then just I mean, fade out. Basically, like they are okay. citizen in 2013 right now. You know, the cameraman just kept zooming in on some girl who looked like Lord <laughs> with a nose ring during oh, their no. set, and I was just like, Stop "Oh it. no!" I was just like, "Dude, just quit it." Just oh quit it. no! All right, all right. Where um, you at? I'm gonna say loser. I'm gonna say winner, man. 
I was super surprised by this. Okay. I'm, all right. I'm, um, so one win and one loss for them. Um, let's move on to Knuckle Puck. Um, Knuckle Puck takes the stage next. I gotta say, you know, we've um, we've uh, we've ripped this band to fucking shreds over the course of our <laughs> podcast, but um, they bring a good old-fashioned pop punk energy to Warp Tour. Um, I like the energy they bring. They just don't have that many good songs to play, so it can kind of feel feel like empty calories. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. I, I totally agree with you with the energy, but, I mean, they're a pop-punk band who thinks they're a hardcore band. It's just kind of that new wave <laughs> of pop-punk that isn't really new anymore, but those wave of bands, they all loved hardcore. And, like, these dudes were even in, some of their members were in a hardcore band in Chicago called uh, Short Fuse, while Knuckle mm-hmm. Puck was also taken off. So, like, you could hear the screams that they were incorporating into songs that don't have screams throughout this set. And, yeah, uh, yeah I mean... It felt a little sloppy, but almost in a good way. Yeah. I don't, like, they, they, you were right. They had a lot of energy behind this set, and that catapulted good, the songs. Good energy. And, like, shouts to all the girls crowd surfing during KP's set. You dude, know, we saw you. We saw you. I was like, okay. Like, there. dude, they're just, like, one of those bands where girls just, all the girls were crowd surfing. And I was like, that's cool. And, like, they had they had magic a couple times. You know, like, there was this one moment. It was, like, really sunny. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was like this blonde girl and this Asian girl just crowd surfing like like madmen. And they were playing Want Me Around. And the chorus was actually going off pretty good live. And you see the skate ramps in the background. Dude. And like it kind of looked like a music video. Like it mm-hmm. kind of was like very picturesque, you know, and they were sounding good. And I was like, OK, OK, Knuckle Puck, you know, and uh, it got me thinking, you know, like this is without that, you know, shitty, fuzzy mix. Like some of the new songs the have on that record. On that record yeah, right. without that garbage production. Like some of these songs sound okay live and um, translate well live. And they might just be one of those bands. They're just better live. And they just had some moments like that during their set where I felt that warp tour magic. Dude, crowd was solid. Energy was there. Like it felt. I, I enjoyed watching this set, even though I still think this band is about like a six out of 10 at music. But like they brought it for Warp Tour, it, they did. So I'm gonna say win for Knuckle Puck. Same, be, call them a winner. All right, two wins for Knuckle Puck. So um, next up, we have Four Years Strong. You know, here come these <laughs> fucking guys. Warp Tour. They start their set, and they're like, uh, I think the quote is, "Let's get this thing fucking started." And I'm like, Oh my god, you guys. You know, and they bust into some pop punk song, and it doesn't like live up to the the metal yell. You know, oh, totally. The first thing I have, the first note I have uh, about Four Years Strong is just beards. Beard, the beards come out. It gets, but what I love is the crowd just instantly switched into easy core mode and started oh, moshing. Dude, like easy core revival is here, man. Dude, like dude, holy shit, dude. People showed called. out. Absolutely, dude, people showed out, man. They still matter, I think. Like there were a lot of kids in that crowd just sort of losing it, and, and dude. They were just wailing on their guitar, right? <laughs> like, just, and I was just shredding like, them off. I was like, I could just see myself in that crowd, like waiting for my my favorite band to come on. Just like, God damn it! Like, come on, guys! Like, <laughs> you know, come on, man! I was a big Four Year Strong fan. No, I mean, I um, like them too. But dude, I was just like, to man, me, 
This is probably the most energetic main stage set of the day at this point, as far as like fan interaction goes. As soon as they kicked into that first note, you just saw like bodies popping up, like they were posse jumping and shit. And like, I know, man. It's 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 funny to see for your strong now because this band was supposed to be so big. Like this band, people thought this band was going to be like fucking massive. But right. again, like I have in my notes for this set, the pits going. You see the half pipe in the background. Right. This is Warp Tour, man. Oh, like, yeah, dude. this is Warp Tour. And, dude, I totally agree with your point. Everybody thought this band was going to be massive. And this is kind of seeing them in that environment where we thought they'd end up. Right. Like, they should be, like, in a day to remember. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. But they, they never got that level. But, yeah, you see the skate ramp just going wild in the background as this band's just delivering this fucking awesome set. And I just got to say, like, this is it. I hope you people, I hope you people realize, like, it's fucking over. You know what I mean? Get it's out done. to Warp like, Tour this summer. The culture, bands, mm-hmm. skating, punk. You know, you, uh, somebody said you could see 60 bands in a day if you run fast enough. Like, Absolutely. this fucking magic that we had, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's done. You're never getting this again. And I'm pissed about it. Like, I don't know who I'm pissed <laughs> at, but watching this live stream, just, it, I just kept getting madder and madder and madder. Like, we're never going to have this This is over. Again. I know. We're never going to have this again. This is it. I I'm, mean... I'm glad that people are showing out. I'm yeah. so it makes me so happy that I'm mad too. That But it that, makes me angrier. That like, our youth like I, is, is over after this summer. But like go just, if you're if you're not planning on going to warp tours this summer, go. Even if you don't, you know, have a number one band to see because like this this summer with all these people that are showing out that it seems like to every single date, this is how warp tour was supposed to be for forever. Yes. And it, it makes me mad. You know, I almost like like I almost come to the opposite of you where I would rather have it had just been like last year because then I could be like, all right, this oh, thing should end. Man. You know, I could be like, this thing should end. And I could just happily say bye to it and remember the good times. No, but you can't. Seeing it this good, I'm like, you, I'm I'm just, I'm like, you, you fuckers, you let this go. Yeah, you know, like I mean, we had something magical and we're never going to have it again. But um, they didn't play Tonight We Feel Alive. You know, their I only know. real radio hit. Which I know. I was a little bummed by that was their only radio hit. But, yeah. you know, since they signed to Pure Noise and came back with that sort of easy core revival mm-hmm. mindset, they've kind of been looking away from all their major label stuff, haven't they? Totally. Absolutely. Especially that third album. <laughs> and I actually yes. liked that record, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, I was all for I it. I was you know, about it, dude. dude like, let's make remember, this band a radio band. Dude, yeah, ADTR were popping off at radio with Have Faith in Me. And all then I, I think i want and then all of a sudden tonight we feel alive is right there next to it and i'm like let's do this dude, let's just I'm fucking like, roll dude, fire it up uh-huh. and um i don't care that easy core kids are mad let's do it let's sell it out man let's just fucking sell it out <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm a yes again for four years oh uh, you are dude. giving them a win absolutely all man. Right. like I this am, felt, this felt like the most warped to her moment of the day this far i am also giving them a win hell yeah um Good, good, good set for your strong. Hell All right, yeah. let's move into the next band, Mayday Parade. Take the stage. You know, I gotta say too, for this live stream, the transitions from band to band were really smooth. Pretty seamless, like, man. Yeah, like I wasn't waiting long. You know, aside, we'll get we'll get to something later mm-hmm. where there was there was some there was a rough patch, but it mm-hmm. was, I was impressed. You know, band to band, very good transition. Um, so here's Mayday. You know, a real main stage band taking the stage here um jamie all over as your second song is that the right move <laughs> no not at all is that the, your biggest song your as your second song is that the right move and i gotta say it didn't go off 
like I thought it was. Um, the crowd was so massive, but I was. I was expecting a lot more hype for that. The, the crowd was big, but it was they were pretty subdued. Right. And, and when Jamie Oliver pops off, you think the crowd's going to explode, but they didn't. And I'm like, God, dude, are, just, are Mayday over? I mean, that's what we're getting to at this point with this band. <laughs> but, like, you know, I, I mean, I haven't seen this band since Jason was in the band. So... <laughs> a good like 10 years ago <laughs> but um wow like jason's replacement sounds rough on these lesson yeah. and romantic songs like wow he was kind of putting different inflections on different notes in the in the songs and like his voice just isn't gritty enough and oh yeah when they when they played jamie and then when they closed with jersey i was just like this is not peak mayday you know like they're playing their peak mayday but this is not peak mayday yeah so i think that had something to do with it but i will say like dude Derek looks genuinely happy man oh, like, yeah. he's smiling the whole fucking set and i mean i would be too and anyone should be right. in his position to make a career out of what he's made a career off of like writing the same album for like four <laughs> albums in a row but um dude, dude shouts to him too. man yeah, oh yeah, totally. I gotta say too, dude, I fucking love that hipster pop Pieces of Your Heart song. Like, oh I know you hate it, God. and I know Mayday fans probably Get don't even like it. Out of here. But I, dude, I love that song now. It's grown on me. And just watching them see, watching them play it at Warp Tour, you can see, you can, you can just see the band they want to be. Like, you can see the band they want to be so bad. But the crowd just isn't having it's it, just, and they're no. just standing there. Just but no. You, just shouts to them for trying. Like you can really see what they want to be, and I actually do like that song. Um, I got. I had to say during this set, uh, Derek sounded really good vocally. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like Derek, dude. His voice is just being a scene kid teenager during the summer. Like his Sunny, voice man. really. His voice really takes me back. I mean, I'm just, I was just kind of captivated by it during this performance. I mean, just vocally, he really, you know, he gets a little bit of credit for this scene thing, I think. His voice is, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those iconic voices. It really is. I mean, like, when I think of Mayday Parade, the first thing I think of is I had a dream last night. We mm-hmm. drove out to see Las Vegas and like, that's Derek's voice, you know, it comes out. It's like this higher end type of like angsty kind of optimistic i mean but it's really fluid yeah it's It's hopeful hopeful. yeah totally it's not not whiny no not at all and it's not nasally either you know for a pop punk band what else it's just teenage summer right i mean in a a teenage summer in a bottle and just a flash flood of nostalgia Mm -hmm. how many fucking summer nights does that his dude, voice just brings back for you. You know what I mean? Everything. <laughs> everything. Like, for like four all years. Yo, <laughs> all of them. June, July, August. <laughs> um, so, again, I just got to say, this is it. You're never going to feel like this again. Mm-hmm. Your childhood is gone. Go like, to Warped Tour. Yes. All these nostalgic moments. It's gone, man. Bands like this, the summers you had to Derek's voice, they're gone. You're, this scene is is dying, and Warp Tour is going to be a major loss for this scene, and it's over. I mean, you're never going to get this again. And I'm still pissed about it. At least we were part of the legend, man. Yeah, I mean, at, at least we got to like live it, but you know, and participate in it in, in an important way. I yeah. feel that we yeah. did, but you know, I know, dude. This... I'm sad that like you know, if I ever have kids, like they're not going to be able to experience what I did. They're not going to know what it was like to have those no. summers with Mayday Parade jamming in the background. And Warp Tour going away is, you know, Mayday are now going to be a pieces of your heart kind of band. You know, they're going to try to, like, 
do some soft Imagine Dragons hipster fun stuff, and it's just you know, it's 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 where sad, we're going, man. It's yeah. sad. Um, big shouts. They covered Blink One Eight Two Rock Show, right? Right. Because you know Blink didn't show up, so my guys in Mayday got you. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Two different eras, man. Two um, different eras. You got you got the neon band. The neon bands were all inspired by Blink One Eighty Two in some absolutely. way, so it makes sense. Absolutely, and um, all bands, most scene bands, totally, were inspired. absolutely. Dude, like a lot of you know, a lot of like the emo look, you know, the long black hair Dude, and the self-titled Tom. Everyone, a lot of people don't know that like those emo singers just wanted to look like Tom DeLonge. Mm-hmm. You know that a lot of them they just were trying to look like Tom DeLonge, so mm-hmm. they grew their hair long, dyed it black, and got a lip ring. Yep, that's fucking it. They <laughs> like, the feel in this video, that was it. Right, absolutely. Um, I, I They had some uh, disabled people backstage in their VIP section with them, and, and just gotta give shouts for that. It seems like a trend, trend today. I saw a few bands doing that, so that's good. Hell yeah. Um, closing with Jersey. Um, is that a good move? I mean, it's, it's a classic. It's not yeah. their ultimate, because that's Jamie. You know, and yeah. and then miserable at best is up there too. But like you're not, you're never right. gonna close with that. But right. like, I mean, <laughs> this is the third, this is the second option basically off off of that first record as far as classics go for Mayday. But I would have switched it. I would have played Jamie second or uh, Jersey second and Jamie last. I mean, that just makes so much more sense. But yeah. all right, I'm giving Mayday a soft L here. Just a soft be- L. Okay, I'm giving him an L because of the crowd and it just it wasn't going off. How about you? Dude, oh my gosh. I don't want to give everyone W's, but like... You're giving I'm, Mayday a W? I, dude, I, this this set made me happy. Like, yeah. just it, it took it, me it, back, man. It, like it, it took me back, but I realized I was having my happiness from going back. I When I looked at their actual performance, the crowd was just kind of like, all right, let's, true. let's get this. Very true. Mm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give them a W, man. I'm, I'm right. feeling overly generous this week. All We're right. back. You're, you're you know, War Tour is ending. War Tour is ending. I'm feeling you're, good, man. I'm feeling Tyler's good. Tyler's been beaten down Dude. week after week on the show <laughs> by all of his favorite bands, letting him down and crushing oh. his spirits to the point where he's become a bitter man full of resentment. And here he is just throwing out the W's. He's given the wins away. I I'm like just, this. I'm just trying to be happy, man. This is this <laughs> is the last summer. <laughs> this is leave. the last summer. <laughs> this is it. And um, sorry if I keep bringing that up but this is fucking it man yep. um okay so the next band to take the stage is real friends all right like you know i'm like sitting there i'm like here comes <laughs> you know and i gotta say man dude the crowd did not seem that into it and I dude know. the crowd kind of thinned out mm-hmm. here the crowd mm-hmm. kind of thinned out i um, mean if you look at the very beginning of their set everyone does push forward a lot so like the back end of the crowd seemed emptier than other sets because everyone pushed forward but there were people that were not there as opposed to other sets it just it just thinned out you got a nice shot of um the giant red uh epitaph tent (laughs) gothic lettering and yep you know there's something you're never gonna see again that's just something i've been seeing since 05 Mm -hmm. you know that giant half tent just a and, constant um, when that record label was a powerhouse and you know you y'all let that go it keeps going back Sorry, people ruin this for me at, like listeners i'm not yelling at you i'm just i'm, I'm mad at the whole scene for yep. letting this for letting the dream die i guess matt's so, just angry like he was when he was 16 yeah <laughs> 
so late nights in my car like went off well ish but like it just it kind of felt like a tribute to 2012 mm-hmm. like it's 2018 now right dude what's up with that backup singer behind the back line did you see that i didn't okay so they have this guy who i think he's in a white t-shirt He's behind the back line, and he's got a microphone stand and a mic, and he's singing the lines that Dan isn't. Hmm. I was very, very confused by that. But, you know, regardless of what I have to say, and I'm sure what you have to say about this band and this set, I want to say that, like, I hope Dan is doing okay and getting the help he needs because that dude has been through some shit over the last few years and like he was not in a good place last time i saw him so it was cool to see him at least you know have a smile on his face and uh get out there and play the set for what it was yeah it must be a must be a tough life he leads come on man (laughs) sorry Sorry, i can't help it um they they sounded really shitty it was rough instrumentally it was rough loose ends sounded terrible it didn't and sound like loose one, ends that's just a wonder years song like you don't mm. you just play it straight mm-hmm. through like it sounded awful like are they are they done like oh oh yeah they're yeah, they're yeah. Done. oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah dude i'm thinking um, I gotta like say, though, fucking 5k giving, for the next album giving them the props for props to do a lot of girl crowd surfers for them too as well as knuckle puck i don't know if it was just the same girls but there were tons of girl <laughs> crowd surfing that. that that's a sign of success like that's a metric when you the more girl crowd servers you have the better you are doing as a band so gotta point that out but man the crowd just really thinned out for them you know i i would i the, wonder the energy who, was yeah, the energy level wonder, was severely lacking here i wonder who was playing on the other stage it at makes the same you, time. right makes you wonder yeah, and i bet i'm gonna bet you it was motionless on the mutant stage that's my Ooh. best guess dude I how the you, hell is motionless not on main I know, but I bet you that they sucked a bunch of kids away from wow. Maine. Wow. It would make sense. Kind of like that was my best guess I could come up with why there was just so much space. Seems like this. the yeah, it seems like the only thing that kind of makes sense, other than the fact that like real friends have just lost their hype. Yeah, last year I was a train wreck. Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna say it. You know, the band they took an L here. I'm right. giving them. I'm giving them a loss. Yeah, um, you're with same me. Same here. Yeah, loser. Definitely. All right. So next band is State Champs, and the crowd immediately bulks up for them from real friend, real friends. Um, I noticed a lot of lyrics being shouted back at them from the crowd, which is a good sign. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like the first time I think today we're really hearing that. Like the lyrics, you know, the cr- the whole crowd just audibly knowing all the lyrics. Dude, shouts to their basses. Looks like he's in Motley Crue. <laughs> I don't know where that guy came from or if he's like a new member, but I think he just got his hair like redone and dyed and yeah. curled and like dude looks like he walks straight out of the 80s. So, um, shouts to him. Lots of people seeing them for the first time. I was very surprised by it. Derek's voice It's kind of like the Mayday discussion, right? Like mm-hmm. Derek's voice is super distinguishable. But it feels so flatline after a while. Like one tone, no range. Mm-hmm. Stage yeah, there's, a, there's a whole thing you can get into. Right. But like, camps. you know, they play coherent pop punk. They have their own bangers. Like, right. I, it, so, it felt like the crowd enjoyed this set. Yeah, definitely. Um, The fucking thing, though, you know, when I was watching this live stream in the chat, this thing started where everyone was like, when is Motionless coming on the live stream? 
And when it, you know, and it just was like, when is motionless and white coming out? And then people kept <laughs> screaming at them, motionless and white is not part of this live stream. And it just, it went the whole goddamn time. And it was going particularly crazy during the state champ set. It was driving me nuts. Oh my All the, gosh, dude. It. Like, I had it in motion, full screen. I wasn't looking at the Motionless were not chat. part of the live stream. And then the people who kept telling them, I was like, stop feeding the trolls. Because I think it became like a trolling thing at one point where gotcha. it was just every other comment in the chat was when it's motionless coming. It like, was just when... like a copy pasta thing. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. my God. It was driving me nuts. That's funny. You... I, I had it in full screen, so I never saw the chat yeah. like the whole, th- the whole time. I had it in full screen too, but I had to peep it every now and then uh, just to see what was yeah. on. I saw that motionless and white fire and I was like, I'm out. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm out of this chat. Dude, that's so um, funny. Who was the girl they brought out for criminal with her mic turned way down? Do you know who Dude, that was? I don't know. I have no okay. idea who it was. Note to scene at gmail.com if you know who that was, listeners, please, because um, I had no idea. Derek was red like a fucking tomato. Dude, Holy I know, shit. man. I don't think he was sunburnt, but I think it was like oh. more, he was flushed, you know, yeah, like, for whatever. Really I, I'm sure dehydrated. it's hot as crazy. Yeah, like get that guy some water. That's what I was saying the whole set. So they, I think state champs won the girl crowd surfing competition for the day, like of that metric. So? I, yeah. yeah, I think they beat out all the other bands. <laughs> I think there were just so many girl crowd surfers everywhere. The Matt Crane pop punk metric of success. That's the girl crowd surfers. Because dude crowd surfers suck. You know what I mean? You know, if you're six foot and 200 pounds, you should not fucking crowd surf. You know what I'm Agreed. saying? Like, Agreed. holy shit. But yeah, tons of girl crowd surfers, which is, you know, a good sign. And like you said, people seem to enjoy, enjoy this set. Um, of course, they close with secrets, which sums up the fucking mystery of this band. You know, why is that song so popular? Why is that song so good? If you can explain to me and Tyler why Secrets <laughs> is a good song, email notesteen at gmail.com. Write an explanation. We'll read it on the show. Seriously. Hit us up, because uh, this is one band Matt and I have not gotten for it's a long just, time. It's, it's just the definition of mediocre, right? Yeah. I mean, close with Elevated, man. Like, that's that's... That is in the top three best new wave pop punk songs that we got from like 2012 to 20 whatever, you know, whenever this era ended, 2017. It's not a state champs conversation unless Tyler Sharp brings up Elevated. Dude, not at all. Listen, you know, we (laughs) we out here, that's their hit. (laughs) we out here 2013 up in the house right? <laughs> dude the finer thing shouts man um, shouts I, i'm giving them a, a lose a loss i'm giving them an l same man i was just right. i was very bored with this set yeah and derek you need to do something about that redness man because i was concerned <laughs> for your health bro um oh, no. okay so we the kings uh, is this a skip like i feel like this is a skip if H- you... hold up oh, hold okay. up though. all right all right hold all right up. Introing with Celine Dion, my heart will go on. That's, I mean, that's dope. Pay tribute to the Queen. Shouts to the boys for that one. I mean, like you do you. I would have been bored out of my mind. Dude, I, know, I was like everyone knows that song, but like, dude, why? Dude, don't 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 you slander Celine, dude. Don't I'm don't not. You, I'm not saying you. anything about the Queen. I'm saying the We the Kings disrespecting her. <laughs> <laughs> um. So here's my thing with We the Kings. If you could somehow string theory away to get there as soon as Check Yes Juliet starts at the end of their set, go see them. I mean, that's the thing at Warp Tour is if We the Kings are playing, you got to go see Check Yes Juliet. And I like, you know, Travis comes on stage and he's like, there's a lot of people here. 
so we're going to play the song that everyone knows, you know, and everyone instantly knew what he was talking about. And yeah. um, here I am back on my bullshit. But like, oh, you know, my I'm sorry, but you'll never see hits like that again. Yeah. Dude. Check Yes Juliet, that magical moment when you hear a scene band hit top 40 radio and you go, holy shit, what's going on with Warped Tour going away? You're never going to have that again. It's over. It's just not going to happen, man. There's that was no a platform magical, for these bands. What Say what you will about We The Kings. When Check Yes Juliet was on Top 40 Radio, we were popping champagne all summer. You know what I mean? We were like, yo, this is for us. Dude, that was the this song, was man. Us. That was the song. It was for us. Dude, is that, is that Neon Pop Punk's biggest breakout hit? I think so, dude. Like, that was that was the moment. That was... So, it, it, it was either that, you know, them... And boys I know like girls, you know, yeah. like boys like right. girls had a big moment with that self-titled record right alongside love- We the Kings. It was a little bit before, this. but let me say this about boys like girls. So boys like girls outcharted We the Kings with Great Escape. Like there's no, it was it was mm-hmm. a significant outcharting. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like that Neon Summer like really really went to Juliet. I felt like Juliet took the belt for that summer. I don't know if if Great Escape. I don't. You know there. It, maybe it was 50-50. I do feel like in in the canon of the scene and pop punk and neon, I feel like Check Yes Juliet has had more longevity than any Boys sure. Like Girls song. Yeah. Because like uh, if, 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 if Boys Like Girls were to play, uh, like right back to back to We The Kings, you know, like put up, they're only going to play one song each and you put The Great Escape next to Check Yes Juliet, I think more people are going to go see Check Yes Juliet. Only. It's just so interesting because Great Escape, you know, charted yeah. way high and was being played more. I guess. It just seemed like the culture really accepted Juliet more as a song. Like it was just, it was that was what the summer was about, you know? Totally. And I, I hope you're all happy. You're never, you're never fucking getting that again. It's never you know, happening. We all, we all, we left it behind, and we're never gonna have neon pop punk bands on top forty radio. It's done. It's um, never gonna happen. But yo, real quick, shouts their drummer with the NASCAR shirt on. Look at that. <laughs> My guy is out there, dude. Like these guys don't give a flying fuck, man. Like shouts to that guy. I still I don't even know his name. I only know don't Travis. Know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I know is Travis. Um, they really go ham when they play that one live. When they play Juliet, I mean they go dude. fucking nuts, almost to the point of like, all right, guys, no, like, dude, chill out. Dude. No, man, but they really like. Let dude, it ride, dude. Let it ride. It's like they're Enter Sandman Metallica. You know, Absolutely, they're going all dude. the way. Like Absolutely. when they play that song, they know. You know, they mm-hmm. know. Travis. Why don't we just- Travis takes his hair out of a bun. Dude, oh my god. Oh yeah, it's time to get serious. Here comes (laughs) red hair. Um, Why don't we just combine Boys Like Girls and We The Kings, make them one band, you know? Like, with alternating singers. That's a good set. Dude, I mean, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but back from like 06 to 08, there was like a YouTube thing when all those bands were on tour. It'd be like all-time girls or all-time boys or like um all-time kings and like yeah. they do acoustic sets where they do a medley of their songs together and like it'd be alex travis and shit what's the dude's name from boys like girls i don't even martin. know martin that's it yeah. that's it dude, that's martin how much that band has fallen off you know he was the most famous dude back then like dude. he was way more famous than alex they had a song with taylor swift man dude like, that dude bro was famous absolutely and i'm I'm talking like people magazine Mm -hmm. covering him famous and now we don't even we can't even remember his name name. yeah i know boys like girls fell off but dude i never thought 
Never thought I'd see the day I was nostalgic for neon pop punk, but you know, here we, here we are, are, man. Ten years here later, and it's all over. That's the story I know to see. Here we are, like you know, we just we know. Here we are. We're always we're always fucking here somehow. Nope. So I'm gonna say surprising winner goes to Weezer. Really, Dude. I'm giving them a W. What did you even watch any of the rest of their set besides yes, Check Yes Julia? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did, and you know what? None of it matters because everyone's there to hear that song, and that's all they gotta do. I mean, listen, if, if, that, if that one goes off right, they get the win in my book. <laughs> Dude, holy shit! Listen, that song will ever will forever mean a lot to me and a whole lot of other people, obviously, as we saw in the crowd during this song, but the rest of this set was just 100% pointless and like they all knew it <laughs> so they all knew it i'm at so, a, i'm at an l man got to give them an, an l. l all right real big fish came up next this is a hard skip for me i'm Dude. just giving the l i gave the l without watching <laughs> <laughs> i didn't watch either <laughs> okay all right next band tonight alive oh and, no okay okay, okay. oh just, no did you see all the space in that crowd like, yes, dude, dude, we thought the real friends crowd was bad, dude. People peaced out here. Like this, all of a sudden, it looked like the full sale stage. Like, dude, we're back to main stage 2017 here. I know it was just everyone was gone. Would you say were they the worst band to play all day on um, on the live stream? It's yeah. I mean, like they're up there. I I think they were worse than than real friends for sure. Yeah. I, they're just they're just, a terrible band they've never mattered they've never sold records over here you know they got their thing going on in australia I mean, like they, they almost did 10k on their second full length over here they mattered really? for a minute yeah they there did like nine thousand. Like, but jenna was like a big celebrity for a minute but like right right the, like they music, had a moment they have no songs you know what i mean like there's no tonight alive song everyone points to like right. they just yeah yeah, they never and I they got their thing in Australia now. They do okay over right. there, but over here it's just they keep getting put on main stages. They keep getting big rollouts, and and no one cares. It's yeah, over. It's, especially the... with their new aesthetic, you know. <laughs> band, we're like a fucking I don't know what we are a, a early '90s girl new metal band. Like it's just <laughs> it's like no. Um, but I, I guess so. Some girl passed out during their set. No way. Yeah, she did. They uh, they didn't show it on the. Thing, no, they did. They? Yeah, they, they, they cut the whole. They had to stop. Um, eventually, they cut away during the live stream. Because I only watched bits and pieces of this. Yeah. Of this one. They, so, but for a while, they were just kind of standing around, standing around. Um, so I think the girl passed out, and and Jenna, Jenna almost seemed pissy about it. Like really? seriously, I'm not even saying. Like this girl passes out, and, and and Jenna's like, "Do you need some paramedics? You know, oi, uh. why?" It was like, why are you fucking up my show, mate? You know what oh, I mean? Like, she was like, like, sorry, Jenna, it's hot. People pass out. Dude, like, you know, she, right? She almost seemed to have a little attitude about it. So I was just watching the half pipe, you know? Wow. <laughs> wow. I was like, this is fun. You know, watching the Dude, theaters, pull like, off the 1080. Pull off the 1080. <laughs> part of people, they got, like, you know, like, X Games, BMXE people skating. Yeah, Do I mean, just skate the whole time like that? I'm sure because they wouldn't let the average, you know, they yeah. wouldn't let fans no. go up there. That's a that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Unfortunately, that'd be fucking dude. I'd bring my skateboard to Warp Tour, man. Dude, can you imagine doing like a fucking doing a half pipe coming up the ramp? You know, like as for your strong or just blasting. Dude, oh my like god, a I'd be living living like the best life, man. Right there, man. Dude, be like, hell yeah! Oh man, I just can't believe this band keeps getting put on main stage. I mean, I guess. I mean, It'll never happen never again. anymore. But damn, I can't believe they got on main stage as many times as they did. Damn, um, hard loss. I'm giving them a hard loss. Absolutely. Like, the crowd is just 
wow, man. Should have been the wow. biggest L of the day, but wasn't. <laughs> you know? So we're gonna we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna get to that here in a minute. Um okay, three oh three. Oh, they're next. All right. I the mean boys. <laughs> I mean I guess. Um, I guess. They, yeah, dude, I what guess. was with that what was with that backdrop, man? What was with yeah. that dude? <laughs> they open with my first kiss, mm-hmm. which guilty classic, guilty classic all the way. Absolutely. No Kesha though. Um, no, she wasn't going to come out to to do this, which you know, that's a little disappointing. But I got a uh, Jess Bowen of the Somerset drumming back on the kit, man. Back uh, on the kit. Everybody's got to work, man. You know, Shots, like dude. right. Shots. Even if it's three of three, you know, at least she's getting a check. Right, dude. Totally. And I, dude, I love. There was a. It's close to the beginning of the set, but there's a there's a there's a camera shot that's panning back over the crowd from about a quarter of the way to the stage, and it just keeps going back, and like the rows and rows of people keep appearing. Like there were so many people here just to see their hits, man. Like yeah. that. This band is 2008. Like this is 2008 crunk, man. Like this was reputable crunk shit. I thought if um. If, if KP was going to make an appearance, mm. at, it was going to be during Starstruck on this set because it was the live stream, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought if it's going to happen, it would have been this moment. But, of course, you know, it didn't happen because absolutely can't not. nice things. No, Katie. No, not at all. But, um, <clears throat> yo, this band is fun. And despite the despite our interactions with this band in 2015, <laughs> or whenever <laughs> that not, was. Let's not even. Let's not that's, even, that, that's, that's That's some classified. Dude, what a time that was. Yeah. But um, this was fun, man. Like, it yeah, was that's... fun to watch this band. Like, I don't it know, is, man. I'm... It has obviously been over for a very, very, very long time. But, like, for two and a half years, 303 was so much fun. I agree they were fun then. Just quickly, did you notice that their songs were like entirely backtracked? Oh, like totally. The whole t- like, wow. Like the whole way they were backtracked. I, I mean... They are they're terrible live. <laughs> I mean, they're fucking awful. Maybe I know I'm... that's not like the most hot take to have about 303 right? in 2018. Yeah, dude. But Whoa, I was just like, come up. on, guys. And, you know, so Punk Bitch kind of went off, right? Like everyone reliving their scene, MySpace, Mirror Pick days. Absolutely. Don't Trust a hoe. Tyler Sharp. One thing, you know, you don't see this band apologizing for that song. Like Haley Williams apologizes. No one has ever it's asked them to apologize. No one's, li- you know, like like Haley Williams, you know, apologizing for the horror. Oh, man. Be careful. Be careful, I'm just man. saying, you don't see this band <laughs> apologizing for Don't Trust a Ho. Yo, just, dude, yeah. how many times have we said on the show? We got double standards, man. Like, it's fucked up. I'm just saying. Nobody's asking them to apologize. Nobody was asking Haley to apologize. So for me, I know I know you you found you found the, the nostalgia here, but for me, it just, it just they sounded bad. It just wasn't cute. It wasn't cute for me. I, I'm giving them an L. Man, maybe I'm too deep into the SoundCloud rap world where everything is backtracked. <laughs> like at, literally, they just play the songs in the background, and then you just they go up there and say some words over yeah, top of it. It's okay when you have talent like these SoundCloud rappers, but these dudes just don't have talent anymore. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> dude, I don't know, man. Some of those dance moves they were doing up there. It this was fun for me. Like, I I enjoyed this set, so, not in like a a musically reputable way. But as in a holy shit, like this was such a fun time for me. Man, all yeah. So are you giving him a loss or a win? I'm gonna give him a win, man, just because of the it way it made me feel. It. Given Tyler Sharp the feel. All right. 
Next band, the main. Um, I thought they looked weird in the all red. Okay. And, and and they had this like sarcastic attitude the entire time that I did not like. A little bit. And they opened with a blur cover, which why? Yeah, no one knew that. <laughs> uh, they, they, they didn't even play English girls, which that that was like their American candy like spear tip of this new era of we're just going to be a third eye blind tribute band. You know what I mean? Like why aren't you playing English girls? I don't. I don't really get that. That song's kind of problematic now, maybe, given some of the lyrics. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that if you the... want to dive back into the mains catalog, they have quite a few songs that are pretty problematic. Yeah, I just, I don't get it. I mean, that was their big hit from American Candy. Doesn't, it's yeah. strange. I mean, the... when they panned to the stage, I'm still not convinced that this wasn't a Target ad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they just look so damn dumb in that red. But I gotta say, sound good. Um, they sound tight. Uh, so they had tight. a really big crowd, dude. People fuck with the main. They had a really big crowd. So I had a conversation with some friends over the weekend, and I, because I am not part of the eighty-one twenty-three, you know, diehard revival yeah. fan base. It's just it's a little camp. Not for me, but it's obviously it exists, and people yeah. are there for it. Um, the last record did 14,000 first week, regardless of, you know, how much double counting there was in that vinyl count. But, um, I, I talked with some friends about it this weekend and like, these people are die hard, man. Like if you're a main fan, you ride for this band Dude, and the main did it right. They, they were the neon band that did it right. Yep. They created this 8123 little world, you know, this label, this ecosystem for them and their fans. And they're never going to be massive. Right, they're never gonna blow up again, but they're gonna survive mm-hmm. in this this little world they've created. They've it's sustainability is what the main are. Yeah, and it's so crazy to see because like I thought this band was over after the second record. <laughs> you They'll know, never be over. after they're they just... got dropped from the major, yeah. I thought it was over. But now they're you know they're like AFI at this point. Right, they're, they're gonna be able to do fourteen thousand for like the rest of their career. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, bro. <laughs> that and that is like props, man. they're gonna survive for a long time they found a way um john's voice uh not quite as iconic as derek for middays but like it still matters his voice you know it still kind of takes you back in a way to those days they were the main was weird because they got out of neon so quick you know it was one album it was the ep but no one really knew about the ep but can't stop won't stop that was that was what that was the only reason main was ever considered a neon band then they made like a rock album as their major label debut and uh then they went complete hipster indie on everyone and like if you're an 8123 fan right now and you're part of the fan club you love that era and i just never got it man i was 100% done with that band yeah and bad behavior it's a pretty good song uh, I think that was their closer. It went off. It's, it's a decent song. I'm going to give the main a reluctant win here. Same. A reluctant I mean, win. Like, I was in, they annoyed me, but the crowd was just all about. The crowd fucked with there, them. And so. the crowd was big. And like they in 2018, they're closing with a song that they just released off their newest album. Right. You know? Props. And it, Props. And it worked for them. Yeah. Yep. Like, they, like, like we said, they, the main have found sustainability. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're that band that their new record matters to their fans. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not 100%. all about the old shit anymore. Dude, these fans, they're just like, yo, play that American candy. You know, play that new record. <laughs> play you know the, I mean? Right? And I'm out here in the back, like, where's Case Stop? Won't stop. Right. Um, <laughs> so the next band that comes out is Water Parks. Mm. So it wouldn't be day one of Warped Tour. 
without one band completely face planting. You gotta have your one shit show, right? The one. And folks, and folks, I give you water park. <laughs> so, I'm just gonna go through this highlight real Break quick. It down. They couldn't get their equipment set. It was taking forever. Like, they were 15 minutes late, and we were just talking about how smooth the transitions were. Mm-hmm. So that 15 minutes felt like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And they come out, the band comes out, they still can't get their fucking equipment set. And the rest of the band leaves, and Austin is just standing there with the singer, and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to do an acoustic set. And it sounds like trash. Austin is, is kind of pissy about it. You know, he's making these kind of sarcastic comments. I'm like, really? Like, I'm like, why are you even playing? Yo, and you can see Kevin Lyman come on stage in the background, <laughs> and he's like, hell no, fuck this. He pulls them after three songs. Mm-hmm. He got them right the fuck off the stage. He's like, what are you doing to my last Warped Tour? Mm-hmm. And uh, amateur band playing a pro stage, a pro slot at a pro time. We know water parks should be on a, si- a side stage without this kind of pressure. And, Absolutely. And, and uh, this is what happens. You know, water parks, we've talked about how they've always gotten these opportunities that they don't necessarily deserve yet. You know, they're put on these magazine covers. They're put on these main stages. They're just, they're treated like the biggest band in the world. And these, they still don't even know how to pull off a set. <laughs> you know, these guys need time to grow and learn. I'm going to give them a little more credit than uh, specifically Austin. I'm going to give him a little bit more credit than you did on how he dealt with the transition and, pl- and playing the songs. I mean, no one in that position is not going to be pissed off. You know, like they literally had Mikey Way on this tour with them. Dude, Mikey to, Way left. To, 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 to <laughs> play with out. them. Can you think of a bigger fuck up? Like you get Mikey Way to come out with you, and then you blow it, and Mikey Way just walks off 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 stage. <laughs> like, I mean, you, I I would be pissed too, dude. You like made, you made Mikey Way look bad. Exactly. And like, like I point is, I put some of the blame on Austin for this. What? what? Like they're not the ones setting up their equipment. I just think they should. That, as a whole unit, they don't have it together. And even as a band leader, he should be like, look, you know. Do we need to be on the main stage this year? You know, I know every oh, band wants dude, to. Dude, fuck that, man. No band is going to say no to main stage. They clearly weren't ready. It's just, it wasn't their time. I mean, I don't know how much of the blame we can put this on the band. I don't know exactly what went wrong I... as far as their equipment goes, but like, that's, that's, that's tech. That's, that's if sound. If you're the band, you're, you got to make sure your shit's together. I don't care. If you got bad tech people, you got to fix that. You know what I mean? True. And. These are things young bands figure out in the first couple of right, years. Right, exactly. And this thing is we're watching a band figure this out on the fucking in live stream. Yep. The first day of Warp Tour. When they should be on the side stage is my point. Yeah, totally. But like, dude, the crowd showed out. They had a bigger crowd dude, than totally. Tonight Alive. I know, the crowd was like surprisingly <laughs> there. I was like, yo, like, and this is the thing. They're just blowing it. You know what I mean? Like, you get a crowd show out like that. And you just blow it like that? Like it's just like this band, like we they keep getting for a band who have gotten more opportunities than they deserve, they just keep blowing it. It's they, uh, Yep, they keep getting these opportunities that they just don't they're not ready for, you know? Like they need to should have taken more baby steps. I mean No, I know I know you can't you wanted to come to Austin's defense a little, like mm-hmm. performance wise, for the three songs he was up there. Um, I, I what'd you think? <sighs> <laughs> like for me, it was it was very quiet and awkward. You know, you got this massive main stage, and he's just up there doing his stupid little. What's that acoustic song that you really fucking 
Hated. That was the second single. Oh my god! I know. I lucky after, for um, you or something yeah. like that. Oh man, dude, that, oh. that was a low point of the day when he was doing oh. that. <laughs> when he was doing that, I was like, oh. I had to yeah. mute it for that song, man. Yeah, but you know, like it's just again, it's sad to see this. This they could have been a really good band, but they've they've just been. Just it's kid. been too. They needed to incubate, and you guys tried to put them in everyone's fucking face. I'm talking to you, Joe Madden. Like you tried to put them in Joe Madden. You put them in everyone's fucking face, mm-hmm. and you know, they weren't. They were kids that we weren't like ready record. for it. Dude, that's we a good do. record. We do, man. We it's do. a good record. What's it called? Um, blonde. No, no. Um, uh, Entertainment, right? Oh shit. Yep. You're yeah. totally Blonde's right. The first single was Blonde. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We love. Tyler and I backed that record. We backed this band. Dude, 100%. You guys just fucked them up. The biggest L of the day. If you want to see a band melting down, <laughs> this is what it looks like. I recommend you go check this set out just for historical purposes. Mm-hmm. I give it the biggest L of the day. How about you, Tyler? 100%. No band worse than this. At least everyone okay. else was coherent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next band is Simple Plan. And I just it's funny because like, Simple Plan, get out there. You know, after this shit show, Simple Plan get out there in like 30 seconds and juice everything up. And they're like this classic cliche pop punk band just of that era. And they come out like, what's up, Warped Tour? You know, all psyched. Just the most cliche thing you can say. It was just hilarious how Simple Plan can just sort of Simple set everything plan. back to the status quo. You know? Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. up? Well, like, and like, like that disaster never happened. Ignore that. You know, forget yeah. about water parks falling apart. What's up, Warp Tour? Like, we are here to bring you the two thousands bangers, man. Like, right. That's, that's what, <laughs> they were just all psyched. <laughs> that's what they should have walked up there and say. But like, dude, how weird is Simple Plan? Because like, when you when we think of legacy <laughs> pop punk bands in our scene, dude, this band was never one. part of it. This band was it, never part of our world. So I found myself. This is an aside, but I found myself, I don't know if you felt this too, I found myself getting less interested as the night went on. <laughs> like, in the bands, like, usually the headliners I get more pumped you for. You for them, right. I, I, the earlier part of this this lineup I found more fun. Mm-hmm. And as we were getting into these later bands, I was getting less interested. Were you feeling the same way? Absolutely, but, like, dude... When I looked at Simple Plan's crowd, I couldn't see the end of it. It wrapped around the tents, man. Right. Like, so back <laughs> to your point of like this band, it's the weirdest legacy because this band was pre-scene. I mean, totally. before the scene. Like I was in grade school. Addicted. Right. Took off as a single. We were children. Like we were little kids. Like when I that was in addicted. like first or second grade. Yeah, and like, <laughs> we were like flirting with. Flirt with girls, like, with that song. And, like, we were children. And there was no scene yet. And it's like, how are these guys still around? Right. But when you look at it, like, they just had hits. Just a kid. Addicted. Perfect. Welcome to my life. You know, they just... Man, the first record went double platinum. The second record went platinum. That's enough, I guess. It's just weird because, you know, they blew up... When I was in grade school, they blew up before the scene really happened. Way before, you know, way before the Fall Out Boys and the My Chems and all that. And um, it's a it's a very weird legacy, like you said. But if I guess if you got the hits, you know, and you sold the records, people are gonna be there. Like, dude, obviously, people showed out, man. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know if it's like. Oh yeah, I think I know one song by Simple right. Plan. Like I'm at Warped Tour, and then they realize they know them. five. 
you know? Right, like, totally, you go totally. In, you know, when you're like, oh, I, like, I know half their fucking set. Like, but, like, when you think of, when you think of, you know, we kind of associate them with Newfound Glory and, like, Yellow Card and those bands who came up in the early 2000s, but, like, they were completely separate from them. They well, had no association well, with them, but they just ended up getting lumped in with them in, in, they were in this totally, weird way. You know what it was, what the connector was? Was they were blowing up at the same time as Good Charlotte? Good, were, right I was literally just about to say yeah. it, man. Yep. Them and Good Charlotte were the pop band the that scene, got, man. That got thrown in with Newfound Glory mm-hmm. and Yellow Card. Mm-hmm. Like that post Blink, right? Post Blink, post Sum Forty One, but pre scene, pre Fallout Boy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That weird middle ground is where Simple Plan was kind of birthed from. Do you remember though when they tried to relaunch the band? I want to say around 2008 with that single "Your Love Is a Lie." Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that song. I was not um, about it, man. I was like, I, "We're still trying for this band." Yeah, <laughs> I, but it was like they had been gone for like four years at that point, I think. And um, I actually like that song, but it, it just didn't go anywhere. The record—I uh, forget the record's name—but the one that "Your Love Is a Lie" is on, it only did 39,000 copies first week in 2008. And that was down from their second album, which did 130,000 copies Holy in 2004. Shit, man. Holy shit. So that's a shit. you know, that just shows you how this band, they were just cut down. I've never heard the, I've never looked up their numbers before. Yeah. That 139, what was second that album? LP. Was that No Pads? That, no, that, no, No Pads, because no, no Pads didn't debut high. That was, uh, that, that was, was uh, the, the first... single took off. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And then it started selling records. Mm-hmm. That was it was the second LP that did 130,000 copies first what week. What one was yeah, that one that, called? Fuck, man. I mean, you want to look up the name? <laughs> okay, I didn't know if you knew right off the top of your no, head. But no, you're I like, think no, I, man, it's not worth it. <laughs> right, right. No, no, no. I, I think I, I can see the album cover in my it head, came but out, I can't remember yeah. what it was called. I can see the album cover, too. It came out in 2004. They okay. went a little emo, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Like it was their more emo move. They dyed their hair black. Totally, you know, yeah, they, dude. Yeah. They had the jeans, they, the T-shirts. Yeah. And you know. the songs, I forget which one it was but there was one that was just almost cringe cringy email email was it welcome to my life i think that... or was it perfect it was one of those was on it that was just had to be perfect yeah i, I can't like, remember i just i just know that the first song that i heard was um life is a nightmare i think that's what it's called because it was in cheaper by the dozen <laughs> Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> the, the movie and there's this scene where like the kids are going to school and that song's playing in the background and i was like what is this when i was in like fourth grade <laughs> so yeah i actually too i liked that um i liked that simple plan song boom that they oh, debuted at the AMA. dude we yeah we were there man i hated yeah, that song. i was about that life man I, I i got that song somewhere on spotify um dude i'm giving simple plan a win for somehow just I mean, still just being here, still man. Just like, being here. Just Shouts. somehow, like how are you? still Whatever. Cool. Just I'm giving it a win. Props, man. Props. Same here. Okay. Um, headlining band of the day, the used. So Bert comes out and pops orange smoke. You got orange. You got smoke going everywhere. They're popping different colors of smoke. Looks pretty cool. And they go in to take it away. Probably the perfect opener song, I'd say. Just kick it off. Kick off the nostalgia, man. Dude, that's just the the velocity of that song, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you want to get a crowd going, that's the, that's the one you open with, isn't that's it? That's it. That's it. In their catalog. I mean, it's just, it's great. I'll never, I'll never forget, like, being in 
eighth or ninth grade or whenever and watching them play that on Kimmel live. Right. And just like having my mind blown. Like, oh my God, like my music is about to take over the world. You mm-hmm. know, like thinking, like being so excited. But so Bert, this is the best part. This is my this is my personal favorite part of their set. Um, Bert gets to the line, I've lost all doubt in a chemical romance mm-hmm. on that song, which is the infamous, like this is when mm-hmm. they were friends. And this call, he's, you know, they're shouting out their boys in my chemical romance. And instead of saying chemical romance, he just puts his two middle fingers up and stays silent. <laughs> and I was like, yo! It is, is still alive, man. Like, it is still alive. Yo, I was like, why don't you just bust into Pretty Handsome Awkward right after right that? Right after you know? that, yo. Full stop. Oh, Let's dude. go all the way, you know, if he's going to do that. But I, I, that was my personal, like, little favorite part I of I love, and during that literally first song, there are multiple circles. Like, there's a circle pit completely off the side of the stage. There's a circle yeah. pit, like, off center of the stage, like, stage right, kind of, like, mid-pack. There's one right up next to the barricade, far stage left. Like, dude, this crowd is fucking massive, and they're feeling it, man. They are yeah. here for the hits, and Bert was bringing it. I will say, like... I don't even know who's in this band besides Bert anymore, but like <laughs> those dudes look like they're in Lamb of God, man. Oh yeah. Um, so <laughs> or like drummer, Megadeth or something. The drummer and uh, one of the guitarists, and I don't know who is the dude doing doing bass for them. That's just some guy they found on the, the homeless guy they found on the street, you know, and and cleaned him up. But yeah, I, I thought all the different colors of smoke like looked really cool. Massive, massive crowd for the use. You know, yeah. Um, it was massive. This is the biggest crowd I've seen the U's play in like ten years. It's huge. People um, were there for it, dude. With the sun setting and like just hearing yeah. those hits, you know, just what? and the crowd being massive, it, it felt was right. What did you think of the band's uh, performance? I mean, like just energy level. I mean, as far as energy goes, yeah. I mean, I felt like Bert was bringing it, man. Like he was yeah. there for it. Bert always brings it. Mm-hmm. He was a performer. What about the rest of the band, though? I don't really care about the rest of the band. You know, like that's not when I go to see the used, I am here for Bert and the hits, man. Whoever's playing it doesn't really matter to me. That's that's just that's where I'm at with the used right now. What about you? What did you think? Um, I'm kind of I was I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I was just Bert brought it and, and that was all that mattered to me. Um, when they brought the kid out st- on stage, do you know who that who's who's that was at all? Gotta be Bert, Bert's, uh, was it Bert's Bert, son? Bert's kid, yeah. Okay, it's gotta be. Um, so uh, no Justin Shikowsky sighting. Well, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, well, I was, dude, dude, homie, I was waiting for a body to drop on a rope from the rafters of the main Shit, stage, dude. dude. Like oh. I was just waiting for that to happen in the middle Ooh. of the set. Whoa, you know? man. I mean, yeah. I'm just kidding, Justin. Like, went get the there. Help. Get, Justin, get the help you need, man. Like, yeah. You know. I was hope, I was maybe hoping for more of like a Ronnie Radke escape the fate moment where he's in the front row screaming back at the band. <laughs> Dude, it's just not a good look. The, the old guy from Seosin, you know? Yeah, the out crowd. there like flipping off the use. Fuck you oh my guys God. in the front row. Everyone's <laughs> like, who are you, dude? Like, we don't, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean, Bird and the Worm, all that I've got, Taste of Ink, what more can you ask for, you know? All the hits, man. Those are all the hits. Here's my thing, though. And this isn't an indictment on the used in any way. For me personally, this set, it really it really felt like a come down from the fun of the earlier experience we were talking about, you know, when we were joking and all the fun we were having, all these bands like Knuckle Puck and Four Years Strong. This set felt like a come down to me and come down um in what way like this has always kind of been the thing that me and my friends have talked about with warp tour 
mm-hmm. the closing bands and their set have never been the best part of Warp Tour. Absolutely you know what I mean? not. It, it, it was always the early to midday when the tour still felt fresh and you're you're still in the in the fucking middle of it and mm-hmm. like everything's still new and you're smelling all this stuff sunscreen and food and like the end of the night like it was just you know warp tour sort of as the sun starts to set you know warp tour slows down at this point it like slips into twilight you know it gets dark um you start getting tired and that's the biggest and, thing yeah and you realize you know how how your voice is actually really hoarse because you've been screaming all day and and you realize you haven't eaten all day yeah (laughs) and and realize just how dehydrated you actually Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. and um and that's my that's kind of just where this took me back to is those moments at warp tour when it's like it's the come down you know it's like oh this day this day of fun that i never thought was going to end is actually ending and you know the sun's setting um i love I loved during the use set how the crowd screams "fuck me" right back <laughs> at the band during all that I've got, and yep. um, and they also scream "it's four o'clock in the Dude, fucking morning." What an right iconic line, man! What an icon! I don't think I've ever seen Bert actually sing that line. <laughs> it's always the crowd, but um, I totally know what you're saying. I've been there. Those days were like the day you never wanted to end, but you're just so fucking tired. Like you just want to kind of want to go home or like go get food somewhere, you know? But like, if this is the band, you know, there were a couple years where like, like in 2013, Bring Me the Horizon, obviously played around this time as the sun yeah. was setting and their crowd was like, it felt like I was two miles from the stage like that's how far back their crowd reached but like that was the band i was waiting to see all day long you know like that was and i think when when you have that you kind of put that in the back of your head like build up that stamina to Mm -hmm. stay around for that final band you know like you still have something to look forward to all day everything's so good like you're seeing these awesome bands and you still have that one band to look forward to after that set that's when it's like shit now I have to go back yeah. to real life. And even when I had those moments where I was like, like as I dying played one year mm. and they closed mm-hmm. and I, that was what I was looking forward to all day. Mm-hmm. But my best, I think that was warped away. My mm-hmm. best memories were the midday shit. Throughout the day. Like, you know, my best memories were in the morning seeing mm-hmm. Norma Jean mm. tear it up and scare the shit out of everyone. And then gym class heroes come out. Like my, my best memories of warped are always in the daytime. And, and, and I was talking about that with some friends and it's just weird how, so there's something about the closing sets that just that aren't always the most memorable and it's more because it's it's more about the culture right you know it's the experience it, dude it's yeah. the full day it's right when you get through the, the through those gates the sun's as high in the sky as it's going to be all day yeah. long and like and you got you, you got to go find the big dumb blow up thing that tells you where all the bands are playing the take little a picture of it right yeah dude like the there's whole nothing experience. else like it there, yeah. there's there's nothing else like it we're never going to get it again, get it again. Back to the use. Too much color and tie-dye. Mm, like in my opinion, the look was off. Mm-hmm. Yes, they should have went full classic black, right? Black yep. out the stage, dye your hair black, Bert. Like if you're going to be playing all the they, like they played all classic songs. There was mm-hmm. no new bullshit. They're doing mm-hmm. the full classic set. If you're going to do that, why not bring back the classic look? I thought that that would have made it a much more effective performance theatrically. Absolutely, yeah. the The look was off, but like, honestly, dude, we're in 2018. This shit's gonna be over. They could, they could look however the way they want, man. Like, play, keep playing those hits, Bert. Like, shouts to you for bringing it, not like playing five songs off the new used album, you know. 
So, because, I mean, there are multiple bands who would have taken this opportunity to play oh to God. this big of a crowd. I, was, I mean, I was legitimately scared that they mm-hmm. were going to perform the Canyon, mm-hmm. you know, for most of their set. And that would have been terrible. But you, I, you knew Kevin wasn't going to let them do that if you're getting the headlining slot. Absolutely. Um, so you got to make that call. I'm giving the used a soft win here. I just, you know, I'm giving them a win. It's, it, was, it was good. It's just it was classic, good. man. Yeah. Like if, if, you know, we couldn't get the bands we wanted to to come send Warp Tour off right, but mm. this felt like a, 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 a W moment for Warp Tour. Yeah, it was a win. It was good. Could have been a lot better. There are a lot of other bands, you know, I would have rather seen, but, you know, they used for working with what they have. I got to give them a win. Totally. Same here. No, no Blackfield Brides on the, the, the live cast, <laughs> even though they were playing the same stage, which I found that interesting. Mm-hmm. Were they not there or something? I think they were. I, I know they were there. They were I've there. Seen, I saw them play on YouTube videos, but they just uh, didn't want to be part of the live cast. No go on the live stream, man. I don't. I have no comments on the current state of that camp right now. Uh, if you were anywhere near the scene over the last week, you know what happened. And... Yeah, we'll see what right. happens with Black Veil Brides in the future. So check this out. This was the Pomona date, you know, the per-usual first warp date. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow's date, Ventura, the second date, the main stage has all of this, but also has Taking Back Sunday and All Time Low. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking jump. Dude, what a shame they didn't get that for the live stream, man. Right? Could you imagine seeing Dear That's, Maria on Warp Tour? Seeing Dear Maria and Liar Cut and, without the E, man. Yeah, Q without the E, dude. It would have. So that's a that's a pretty big jump. You're lucky if you're at the Ventura date. You know, the totally. Pomona kids definitely missed out on two of the biggest scene bands ever. Totally, absolutely. I enjoyed this, man. Like, definitely. it's sad as just sad as fuck. Like, I know you're angry. I'm sad, but like, yeah. No, at I'm least... sad, man. Look, man, beneath all the anger. It, it's all sadness, bro. Like it's 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 a shell of anger, and there's uh-huh. there's liquid sadness, just liquid inside. sadness inside. <laughs> just waiting to spill out. Just don't bite into it, man. <laughs> yeah, just fucking let me be angry. But you like, know, let me have my armor up. I totally know what you're saying. You know, if 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 Warp Tour was gonna go, we'd want it to not matter, just because it'd make it that much easier to say goodbye. But it feels good, man. Like I I haven't been excited to go to Warp Tour in a long time. I'm yeah. so excited to go to Warp Tour this summer. Definitely. So Billboard ran this oral history of Warp Tour 2005, which was uh, just fucking phenomenal. The pinnacle I, piece, man. I think you, you, if you're a Warp Tour fan, go to Billboard and and read this piece about. Just Google Warp Tour 2005 Billboard. It's it's fucking great, man. Because Warp Tour 2005, for those of you who don't know, was like the biggest Warp Tour year. It was the pinnacle. Um, the piece points out that um, 700,000 kids came out to the show that summer, and um, that's the biggest warp tour ever. And um, yeah, yeah, a lot of them were around 500,000. And to give you context, the piece points out that last year, 300,000 kids came out. So warp tour just goes has to been show more you. than cut in half since right. its peak. And and you had you know Mike Hem and Fall Out Boy blowing up on that tour, mm-hmm. but that was the fucking magic of Warp Tour back then. Seven hundred thousand kids came came because My Chemical Romance and Fall Out Boy, you know, had Sugar were going down in Helena on MTV and radio. But you know when they came, they 
discovered Seosin. They discovered the starting line. They Under discovered Earth. Motion City. They discovered yep. Under Oath. You know, that was the beauty. Like, those giant that bands. That was the point of Warp Tour. Yep. My Chem and Fall Out Boy drew everyone in, and they were like, oh, who the fuck is Census Fail? I'm down with this. What's this record? Let it unfold you? Oh, what we're gonna, you know what? We're going to make that a classic. You mm. know? <laughs> that was just how <laughs> Okay, was this is going to be a classic. Yeah, like... <laughs> That was what was so fucking phenomenal about the scene back then. Warped Tour 2005. I, I just want to go through some uh, some quotes real quick from totally. this article. Yeah, let's do it. You're right, that, Tyler? Cause, okay, so. Let's roll. There's some great this, lines. Here's my personal favorite. This is Kate Truscott, who oh, here we go. merch manager, yep. but she's basically, you could, she's the major domo of Warped Tour. Like, you could call her the vice president, essentially, of Warped mm-hmm. Tour. She's like the Kevin's number two. But um, she says, uh, quote, um, one part of the summer, my chemical romance guitarist, Frank Iero, thought he was having some sort of brain bleed. He was blowing his nose and this red stuff was coming out. A doctor looked at it and was like, dude, that's just makeup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If, if, hilarious. If, if a quote ever encapsulates a time period, that's right? it, man. That's, dude, that's fucking it. You're putting on too much makeup, bro. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. The other one I want to say, so did you go to Warp Tour 2005 in Detroit? Yes. yes. So you were there. Did you see My Chemical Romance that day? From very far away. Okay. So the <laughs> quote in the article that Kate gives is that My Chemical Romance holds the record for most money made on merch in one Warp Tour day. Right. They made $60,000 at that at one that show day. in one day at Warp Tour. Listen, nobody I knew even tried to go to their merch and buy it. It wasn't even, it was, you know, it was so just packed. It wasn't even worth it. We were, they were, their fans were like a different kind. Of, they weren't like part of the scene. They were just it NPR fans, you yep. know? They, yep. and we're, like, we're not going over there. And um, yeah, I like too when Kate is talking about that. She, she talks about how, you know, on her day, days off, she'd go to the bank. And, and mm-hmm. her tour manager would be like, what's in your backpack? You know, you can't walk to the bank with $250,000 in cash on you, mm-hmm. you crazy woman. Right, totally. Or when they talk about the guarantees for what people were booking bands for, Foggy yeah. Molly was the biggest band on that tour as far as, like, paid it, guarantees uh, go. Dropkick, I think. Or, or was, was it Dropkick? Yeah. Am I getting my Celtic punk bands mixed yeah, up? Yeah, you're, get, <laughs> you're getting your Celtic punk mix up. But so, Buddy from Census Fail had this really quick great quote he said you know just talking about warp Toro 5 and how it was sort of the moment um he called it the moon landing of emo mm-hmm. music basically which makes sense he says census fail this is his buddy census fail did warp tour the year before my chem wasn't my chem yet census fail wasn't census fail yet on warp tour 2005 everybody was everybody mm-hmm. fallout boy was fallout boy my chem was my chem you know census fail census fail and then that was it you know oh five was the year it all sort of arrived it was dude what a time man it does it just bums me the fuck out when i start thinking about how like it's never gonna be as good as it once was right um tyson from the all-american rejects dude he he gave a lot of quotes man yeah he was he was all about this he says um 2005 warp tour was everything people think about when they want to make warp tour something of folklore it was the real thing i love that quote because it's true it doesn't even oh, seem real at this point. Right. You know? it, but did it happen? You know? <laughs> did did this really happen? Yeah. I love um the drop the dropkick Murphy's vocalist comes in like such an asshole. Like he's like 
He's, you know, he's like Fallout. <laughs> what's he call them? Like Fuck Out Boy and My Chemical Fallout Shithead. Fallout Turd like, and My Chemical he was Shit. Yeah. Part of that old class of punk bands that didn't get this new emo wave coming in. You know, a lot of these bands, these older punk bands, were, were not about these emo bands. Um, you know, we saw like, you know, No Effects attacking Under Oath and, mm-hmm. and just giving everyone a hard time generally. And he, so he kind of rags on these bands, but I like he's like, he's like, but you know what? He comes back. That's when I, yeah, he's like, I realized that was just me being like my dad. I didn't get this music. And when I actually looked at it, those kids worked their asses off mm-hmm. and they earned everything. They earned everything they got. They worked hard for it. And I thought that was cool. Absolutely. And, but he also throws a little shade here, which is kind of funny. He says, quote, I remember walking around thinking, who is this heavy, ferocious punk band playing? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's The Offspring. Now, The <laughs> Offspring are not a great band, but they're, and they're not a ferocious punk band. But on the backdrop of all of these pop punk and emo bands, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> he's like no dude offspring sounding like like slayer out here you know giving context like the offspring yeah. like he fuck with that man <laughs> absolutely um so funny what a time man what a special special time dude i love um kevin lyman here he says uh quote then you had avenge sevenfold you knew they were gonna be big because they were the first band to ever show up to warp tour with a smoke machine mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god Mm-hmm. Like the best fucking prognostication of what that band was gonna become. Absolutely, you all, you all, dude. You also have Bucky from Census Failgan echoing this. Um, he says, "Quote: You look up in the sky and see a cloud of smoke, <laughs> and be like, a Ben Sevenfold must be on broad daylight, and it looks like the main stage is on, on fire.' fire. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! Oh my god, I was, what a I time! Out of my chair. I mm-hmm. read that. Oh, Did you ever get to see Avenged at Warp Tour? Or was that too early? No, no. I think I missed them for another band. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah, but um, they were still doing the Wake in the Fall and shit. And um, I, I, I actually, I feel like I have seen them because I watched it on YouTube so much. Like okay. in the early days of YouTube, I was like Avenged Sevenfold, you know, Warped O Four. Oh my God. Spencer from Under Oath. I, I want to talk to you about this quote, Tyler. He says, uh, "A band who we won't name needed money." We let them borrow money, and they all came back with new clothes and tattoos. <laughs> I know. I know. I read that quote. That? I was very uh, suspect. Um, any idea of the band we're talking about here? I mean, there's a lot of bands I was thinking about. Um, I don't know anything definitive, and... I- I don't want I to throw any names out there. What's the best guess? I was like, because like he, then they go him and Aaron go on to talk. Like, yeah, you know, they knew we were the Christian band, so we'd be giving. And Spencer's like, we gave them a lot of money, you know. <laughs> and then they just come back with clothes and tattoos. Mm-hmm. You, I, are they are they talking about Avenged? Like, uh, I mean, Avenged I had a lot of label support at this they point. They had so a probably, lot of money. Right? Yeah, yeah. They, I, I'm thinking it was like an up and coming, you know. A, even even like a like, screamo like, post hardcore band that didn't really ever make it, you know, like like, a, like a, something along the lines of a from first to last kind of band. I don't think it, not even like that big. I was thinking like four letter lie level. Oh, I don't my think it was goodness, four letter dude, lie. Let's not even do four letter lie. Let's not even. Uh... I mean, dude, like we got Mod Sun and Kevin Scaff out of that, like a yeah. day to remember, dude, and we got I don't know, like an Adam Jumper BFF out of four letter lie. <laughs> <laughs> lie. That was going to be uh, Bless the Fall's original name. For um, until real? They discovered, yeah, until they discovered a band already existed. Holy Four Letter shit. Lie. I the never most, knew that. Uh, yeah. 
they were so stoked too. Bless the fall. They were like, we have found the coolest fucking band name. And then they were like, what? Who are these assholes? You know? And that was a four letter line, man. Just the most off the radar band ever. Like they were just always so to the right or left of what was going on. You know, they were trying, man. They were, the name, they were trying. The name. Man. That name was just so good. It just absolutely. Kept them. Yeah. Dude. Probably the most emo name ever. Right. Like, they were (laughs) yeah man victory was trying with them it was interesting time but i'm thinking i don't think it was four letter let i think it was a band that level all right um you know we blew all out of our time talking about warp tour tyler but before (laughs) we go i mean we gotta talk about the panic we gotta address it man um really quickly pray for the wicked panic sixth album came out um tyler just really quickly what are your thoughts on the record and what's your score dude i'm about it man there's a spunk here that i did not feel was coming based on at least say amen as we've said on the show multiple times before say amen felt like a death of a bachelor b-side obviously i guess we were wrong it's number one right now on alternative (laughs) radio so but dude the rest of this album feels like a step forward from death of a bachelor it he reaches full back in the frank sinatra era whereas on death of a bachelor he only kind of dabbled in it as in like the title track but like we've got roaring 20s which has this kind of like speakeasy synth line in it i don't even know how else to describe that i mean we've got hey look my made it um old fashioned you know after the drink like uh, brendan's delivery on this album feels new and i was scared that this record wasn't going to do it um numbers wise we already have some numbers and i don't know off the top of my head but i do know that they're lower than what Death of a Bachelor was going to be. So I am at, I am honestly, dude, I'm at an 8 out of 10 on this record. And I did not think this was going to be an 8 out of 10 for me. But where are you at on it? I am extremely disappointed with this record. Really? Um, yeah. It feels, to me, it feels stagnant. It feels like Brendan is taking zero risks. It's another Ooh. retread of Brendan Sinatra. You bring up Roaring Twenties. Ah, oh, such a contrived concept for this, this on, thing that Brendan's man. doing. Dude, to me, the... The lead singles, Say Amen and High Hopes, are the best songs off this record. Like, High Hopes by far, to me. Mm-hmm. Hey Look Ma is an annoying song. Dancing is not a crime. Totally misses. It's just a lot of very uninspired brass pop. And the glamour just f- f- fades. It's like, it's like the neon Vegas sign here is just glitching out and sparking for me. Like, this band. <laughs> like, um, one of the drunks feels so subpar. Like, Brendan is off his game to me. This feels more Bruno, less Brendan. Like, Ooh. a lot of it just feels like brassy glitz filler. I'm thinking of, like, songs like King of the Clouds, Old Fashioned, Overpass. Dying in L.A., a somber, very effective ballad. I thought mm-hmm. that was decent. I loved it. And I was listening to it, like, as I was reading this this Johnny Depp Rolling Stone profile Ooh. about how just Johnny Depp what is falling take. apart. Oh, I know, what a right? Piece, it was like, man. What a song, piece. This song kinda, yeah, like this song kind of matches up with Encapsulates what's going on with Johnny, Johnny Depp. Yep. Yeah, so I did like Dying in L.A. And like I said, I like the singles. Um, I'm at a 6 out of 10 on this record, though. I'm, I'm very disappointed. Wow. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I've listened to it three times front to back. I think I feel like Brendan pushes it enough here. You know, while staying in a lane that Panic of the Disco fans are going to appreciate. But, like, that sales drop is a little... Uh, I was hoping for over 200000 
first week. Yeah. And it's looking um, like total he's shooting at about 175. Death of a Bachelor with streaming did 192, I think. Yeah, Death of a Bachelor did around 190. And it looks like they're, I think they're going to do 150, probably. It's Pure just looking most like or one, total? I think, I think SPS, it's 150 to 175K was the Okay, I was on the right? top end. Okay. Yeah. So... And to be honest, like I, I before I read that, I, I was like you said, I was hoping for over two hundred K. But when I started to think about like the yeah, they have a number one single, but the hype just hasn't like felt right. like it's there in the same way. Exactly. And um, I was thinking one thirty to one fifty. That was wow. going to be my guess. You were honestly. in it, man. Yeah, I was thinking one thirty to one fifty, and um, I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, one seventy five is not a disaster, oh, right? No, it's absolutely just. Not. It's a shame that the band, you know, aren't going to continue to 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 grow right the totally. way they used to. But I still feel like this puts Panic in a better place than Fall Out Boy as it stands oh, right now. Yes, definitely. I mean, number one alt single. You know, Fall Out Boy right. can't even fucking stay on the charts for a week, right? <laughs> but um, so yeah, so Death of a Bachelor did 190k, and that was up from 80k for two weird, right? Right. I mean, right. that was a huge increase. No so one's they're, coming, they're, dude. They're coming down a little here, it's, which is disappointing because they have the number one alt radio single. But um, real quick, just got to do the ranking. For me, um, it's Fever, and number one. Too Weird, then Vices, mm. then Bachelor, mm. then Wicked, and Pretty Odd still remains my least favorite Panic God, record. Dude, I got to do this. Uh, got to do this off you, the top sure. of my head, man. All <laughs> right, so I am at Fever, obviously, then Too Weird, then Death of a Bachelor, uh, what was the Ballad of Mona Lisa album? Vices and Virtues. Then this record, then Pretty Odd. So you like this record more than me, but weirdly, our list is almost the same. The only difference is, is you prefer Bachelor over Vices, and I flip-flop that. So it's funny, you, this record, while you give it an 8, it is your second to lo- second to last favorite Panic album, which the only Panic speaks album, highly of Panic. Exactly, <laughs> the only Panic album that I don't listen to all the way front to back is Pretty Odd. That's the only one, you know. Like, the, and and I actually do enjoy a majority of Pretty Odd, but there are definitely some tracks that I skip. Like the second half of Vices and Virtues is one of the most <laughs> underrated things I've ever seen in my entire life, dude. Yo, <laughs> oh I my love that God. record, dude. I it's love that. So good. So good. The record that but, brought us back Panic of the Disco. I mean, yeah, Ballad know, of Mona Lisa, man. Jam. I'm ready to go. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know? totally. Um Okay, we've gone long, Tyler. So Way long. We got we to gotta hit, hit the You know, it was Warped Door, though, right? You know? We got to do it, man. Know. This is the last um, chance. Before we go, I want to give quick shouts to Five Seconds of Summer for beating Beyonce and Jay-Z for the number one album in America this week. Young Blood Way in the House. out here, man. Shouts. Shouts. Mad Shouts. props. You. Mad props. There's a lot Shouts. of situational context that goes along with that, but like that Five Sauce comeback, a success, yeah. man. Success. Shouts. Hard success. All right. That is it for the show this week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to send them in to notesseenatjubo.com. Until then, we will see you.